I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the final part in the Mad Margaret trilogy. If you don't know who Mad Margaret is, she is possibly one of the most entitled people that I've ever come across on Reddit. A couple of months ago, we first got introduced to her. Then a few days ago, we saw a few updates. And now I'm bringing you guys the sixth, seventh and eighth parts to this story all about this one crazy entitled woman if you haven't already seen my first and second episode on this woman you do need to go and watch them first they're linked down below top line in the description on whatever platform you're on for this to all make sense but without further ado this story has a conclusion and we're about to find out what happens to mad margaret mad margaret part six her surprising if brief redemption arc This particular story starts not at Mad Margaret's house, but rather at my girlfriend, now fiance's house. I've been hanging out with her all day, and by that time, her mum was probably sick of playing host to a teenage boy. So I'd elected to go home and work on my homework. Now, it's important to note that my girlfriend's house was at the top of a very steep hill, or rather a mountain. I don't know what to call it since hill doesn't do it justice, but mountain seems a bit too extreme. There were two paths down this hilly mountain, the first of which, and my primary means of access, was a long winding road with no bike lane. Unfortunately, I didn't have my driver's license until a couple of years later, so I biked everywhere. The second trail down the mountainous hill was a footpath that I was unfamiliar with. On this particular day, the rain had been pretty intense, and it was a bit foggy, so I decided to err on the side of safety. I'm very cautious on my bike, despite the biking culture here. I still bike like I'm living in LA, where cars view on-road cyclists as mere speed bumps. So, I took the footpath. Surely you can tell from the ominous italicization of that last sentence that this was a huge mistake. Huge mistakes in bold. And for those of you listening, the last sentence was italicized. The footpath was covered in leaves and I was unfamiliar with it. As stated previously, this area was unforgivingly steep. So I was cycling down the footpath very rapidly, cockedly assured of my prowess on a bike. Well, cycling prowess means jack diddly squat when you're hurtling down a hill at about 20 miles an hour and are suddenly presented with a very sharp turn through a tunnel. I tried to lean into the turn and ease onto my brakes. Instead, my wheels slid out from under me on wet leaves and my bike and i went skidding down the asphalt for about 10 feet after catching my breath i immediately released it again in the form of every curse word in every language i am familiar with Thankfully, the trees that bore witness to my wipeout took no offense. Now, it's important to know that this is all merely prelude to my epic trek hobbling back home. Once I gathered up my bike and belongings, ensured that most of my organs were where I left them, and took inventory of how many of my inside fluids became outside fluids, I began hobbling back the mile or two to Mad Margaret's house. On the way back, I passed by a preschool slash kindergarten, and I thought to myself... Aha, keepers of children. Those are just the demographic that typically get injured and dinged up. Perhaps they have a first aid kit I can use to keep my blood on the inside. So I hobbled up to the school and asked if they had a first aid kit that I could borrow. They gave me a pretty curt, nope, we don't have one. Now, while I am in fact certain that they did, I can kind of understand where they were coming from. An 18-year-old with a somewhat busted-looking bike came limping up, covered in scrapes and bruises, looking somewhat like an extra in a bad zombie movie. I was annoyed, but I kept on limping. Sorry, I've got to intervene here. Any good school or any good person would still give you a first aid kit. Come on. Eventually, I'm halfway back home, and I stumble across an ambulance parked on the side of the road. 
I think to myself, ah, medical services. Certainly these fine people will have the materials necessary so that I can patch myself up and be on my way. The ambulance driver and EMT looked at me with confusion at my request. Hey guys, I kind of wiped out my bike. My wrist hurts, I've scraped off half my palm and I've got quite a few cuts. Any chance I could borrow some band-aids and some ace bandage to patch myself up? Uh, no, we can't really do that, but we could give you a ride to the hospital. Does that cost money? Uh, depends on your insurance. Okay, so this is how I know this story doesn't take place in the UK. In the UK, you're getting help right away in seconds without a question being asked, unless they're dealing with someone else, of course. The mere mention of a scary adult word like insurance sent 18-year-old me back on his quest to hobble home. That's really sad, to be honest. My final stop on the way back was at a church very near to Mad Margaret's house. I figured that at their core, religious people should want to do nice things for the less fortunate, and I was feeling less than fortunate at that moment. I pestered a priest who was leaving, who stopped long enough to grab me some ace bandage from his first aid kit before going on his way. I pocketed the bandage and decided that I needed to wash off my wounds before putting it on. I've made it to Mad Margaret's house. Now, before I start with her reaction, let me fully explain how injured I was Feel free to skip this next paragraph, guys, if you're squeamish. I'll put a little timestamp on screen right now of where to skip to if you don't want to hear this. I had, learned later, that I fractured my wrist. I'd cuts all over, a big scrape on my knees and legs, and the worst of it was I'd effectively scraped one of my palms down to the fat. The fleshy part of my palm on my left hand under my thumb was yellowy and purpley because there was a whole lot of hand left on the asphalt where I crashed. Anyway, here's Margaret's reaction. I enter the house. Bailey! Bailey, are you okay? Well, a lot of my blood is on the wrong side of my skin and I crashed my bike. Oh my God, you look horrible. Actually, I don't suppose you have any first aid stuff so I can start patching myself up, do you? Band-aids, rubbing alcohol. Absolutely, honey, let me get the things. She ended up pouring mild hydrogen peroxide over my scraped up hand over the sink. She looked like a concerned mother and offered more help than I'd accept. She furnished me with band-aids and alcohol wipes. She helped me wrap up my injured hand after disinfecting it. After that, I excused myself to my room and finished cleaning up my remaining scrapes and covered myself in band-aids. The next day, I managed to nab a wrist brace from my fiance's mum, who's been a nurse since forever. Mad Margaret didn't harass me for at least two days afterwards. So there we go. Maybe Mad Margaret is not as bad as I first thought. If you've watched the previous two episodes, you may have also, you know, been in line with what I was thinking, that she was just a completely terrible person. But maybe she just misunderstood. Maybe she is nice. Or maybe this was a one-off, an anomalous event, and she is still crazy. Mad Margaret Part 7. Her crazy landlady. A quick disclaimer. This is a conversation I had about 10 years ago. I remember parts of the conversation very, very clearly. However, other parts, I'm probably not going to get the wording perfect. I promise, however, that I'm writing it in the exact spirit of Mad Margaret, and I refuse to misrepresent myself or anyone in a conversation. It was a rainy day, and I foolishly decided to make myself food in the oven rather than the microwave. Now, those who have read my previous stories will immediately understand this is a terrible idea. The kitchen was a common area in the house, and Mad Margaret has a sixth sense for when people linger in such areas. If you found yourself in such an area for more than five minutes, it was nearly guaranteed that she would crawl out of some nearby vent or materialize from a nearby swarm of bats in order to harass or preach at you. I saw her enter the kitchen and immediately knew that I was trapped, as my taquitos had just been in and I had 11 minutes of hell standing between me and my cheap Tex-Mex salvation. 
Mad Margaret started her kitchen cornerings as she often did by pretending to be looking for a coffee cup. She rummaged around in cabinets for a few minutes before standing next to me to begin a conversation. So, Bailey, God help me, or the devil, I don't care which. How do you like living in this area? Honestly, I do love the area. I grew up in a desert, so I love having all the trees. Almost everyone here has been so nice as well. Humph. You're right, these people can seem super nice, but there's evil amongst them. It's part of the human condition. There's evil people and jerks everywhere. She completely ignores what I said. People can seem so nice here, but really be more evil than you can imagine. Yeah, shame. Have I ever told you about my last landlady? Well, this I've got to hear. She seemed so nice at first, but ultimately she was very taken with the devil and absolutely crazy. Wow, that's really hard to imagine. When I first moved to this city with my young boys, we moved into a house near here. My landlady, an Asian name I can't remember, let us stay in a house she owned next door to her. Seems nice. Yes, it seemed like the perfect place for me and my boys, but I started to notice strange things. She made us take off our shoes before entering her house. Clearly, this was supposed to be a big hint that her landlady was evil. Uh, That's a pretty common practice, I think. Yeah, but it didn't stop there. Oh, no. Eventually, we saw her through the window doing yoga and strange poses. My goodness. After seeing her pray to the devil like this, I knew she was evil. Personally, I might need a little more evidence. This next line is literally the only reason that I remember the overwhelming majority of this conversation. And I swear to Mad Margaret's mad god that these were her exact words. Eventually, she saw me watching her do her prayers. And she took one look at me and she tried to use her Asian ninja death breath to kill me and my boys. Her Asian ninja death breath? Yes, I asked to break the lease right there and moved out as soon as I could. She just let you break the lease? Well, yes, she probably wanted to be rid of me because God wouldn't let her kill me with the death breath. You know, I think that's a fair assumption. By that point, my taquitos were about ready and I managed to grab them and scurry back to my room. Okay, so even though we've established that Mad Margaret may have a nice side to her, may, um, and it may not have just been a coincidence that she was nice and helped you out with your cuts and bruises, she still mental and i'm sorry to swear i really am but you know it's mad margaret and she makes me do weird things she is a strange lady now for the final part of this entire story hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Mad Margaret Part 8, The Final Chapter. My exit from Mad Margaret's house came with the very lucid realization that this woman could walk into an insane asylum and be the least sane person there. I began hunting for rooms because the concept of renting an apartment or house was still too terrifying for a freshly solo OP and I came across my new future landlady, Barb. Barb had interacted with Devilish Dan, who was also looking for respite from God's own nuthouse and had determined that he was one of the most obnoxious people on this planet. She was overjoyed to find a modest and very kind teenager who'd be willing to live quietly in the separated room she had at her house. In the year I lived at Barb's, I'd seen her a total of twice, despite living in the same house. It was very nice. Thus began my move. 
I figured it was too risky getting my dad back up there to help me move, as I didn't want to give Mad Margaret a reason to attempt to purge my wickedness via fire and brimstone. So I began the hunt for suitable help. Luckily, I found a friend who was willing to help at my college and we got to work. I can't quite remember his name, but he was a very nice young man who was convinced he held the secret to room temperature superconductors via gold suspended in ferrofluid. Nice idea, but wrong. How weird. He and I hopped into his Nissan Leaf and headed to Mad Margaret's. Now, while we were there packing up my things, Margaret gave a wonderful show of the duality of her nature by simultaneously praising Jesus that my wickedness was being exercised from her house and telling me that I was an okay young man and to avoid the evils of the world, such as community college, alcohol, and the devil's lettuce. She eyed my friend's Nissan Leaf with much suspicion during my exit because A, it was owned by a college kid, and B, she didn't trust hybrids, something about the devil powering them. Thankfully, as a poor college student, my worldly possessions fit in two trips in my friend's car. All that was left in my room was the musty furniture it came with and the bucket I put under the constant drip from the ceiling. My final words to Mad Margaret were, thank you for letting me stay in your home. Please seek mental help. Or so I thought. You see, I did see her one last time after that. I was working at my job at Radio Shack. I promise I'm not that old. Radio Shack lasted longer than you all think. When a familiar and long drawn out, oh, Bailey, came from the door. There she stood in all her unholy glory. Mad freaking Margaret. Dang it. Oh, Bailey, I didn't know you worked here. Yep. Sure do. I see you got your license back. Absolutely. Actually, I was looking for- I'm sorry, Margaret. I'm actually just heading out to my lunch. But if you're still here when I get back, we can chat. I then hid in the back room for the next 30 minutes until I was certain she was gone. My manager, Roman, was quite amused as I'm typically a hard worker and would never avoid a customer. I know I was young and not yet jaded by the wonderful world of retail. I gave him the full story when she left. Now, I'm sure you all want an epilogue as to the ultimate fate of Mad Margaret. But unfortunately, I'm pleased to report that I never saw her after that point. My best guess is that she got her license revoked again, as she is absolutely the type to continually harass a single person at a store if it catches her attention. She showed me her soapbox and sign that she used to bring downtown on weekends to preach to the masses. And that's it. I got out and never saw her again. I'd like to bump into her now as I'm a much more confident adult and I've got nothing to lose by gently commanding her to check herself into a mental institution, but I'm just as glad to avoid her. And there we go. That concludes the Mad Margaret debacle. Eight parts, eight separate posts, all on Reddit, separated by me into three different videos and episodes. What an adventure it's been. And what a woman, I've got to say. Thank you for the content. Um, Is that a good thing? I don't know. I enjoyed the stories tremendously. To OP, Bailey, uh, respect. Love your style of writing as always and um, really enjoy the story. I want to see more from you though. I want you to bump back into Margaret maybe in 20 years when I don't know We're all a little bit older and and wiser and just see what's going on in her life Track her down in 20 years because I want to do an interview with her. That would be amazing Imagine the content me interviewing mad Margaret right now sensational stuff Hope you guys enjoyed if you did drop a like subscribe if you're new and i'll see you all tomorrow with a brand new reddit episode Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.